Okay, hi everybody. Hi. Today it's quite special because I think Charlene is the first person that I'm going to be interviewing that I've never met before. Yes. This is the first time we've met in real life. I will give you a fill in on the details of how this happened. Wait, is my mic on? Oh yes. Is your mic on? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Um, to fill in on how this happened, but um, today's podcast is brought to you in collaboration with Dover Street Market Singapore and TetnerStyle.com for Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. In October. In October. And Dover Street Market will be having an exclusive bag made with Bottega and they're putting up for auction on TetnerStyle.com and all profits will go straight to the Breast Cancer Foundation. That having said, this is why Charlene is here. Yes, hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, literally this, I feel like it's like the universe and stars align kind of thing. It's one of those days and one of those events. When um, the street market reached out to me with this, I had received an email from Charlene the night before about Ta-da! my new company that I just founded. It's called Brief Essentials Co. And I actually really wanted to send um, Steph a care package. So what we do is we actually retail organic essential oils and hand pot cocoa soya candles that are made in Singapore. Yes. And because she wanted to give me this beautiful jute bag with her products inside, she had reached out to me by email and telling me that she is a breast cancer survivor. And... Um, Blah, 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 we won't go into the email, but uh, I actually put two and two together and I thought that it would be very cohesive if mm. I brought her along for the podcast in collaboration with www.marketingpartnerstyle.com for a good cause. How did you find out that you had breast cancer? Okay. So, um, I think I had an asthma history. I was diagnosed with adult asthma in like 2018. So, I also go for follow-ups with my doctor. Yes. So, when I was still working out in the gym, halfway through my gym session, which normally lasts about an hour, um, I was telling my trainer, I said, I said, I cannot, my lungs have a problem. And he said, okay, you just rest. So, I called my asthma doctor up. Oh, you have asthma. So, yeah, so I called the asthma doctor up. And then he said, hey, it's a bit weird. And I'm coming for a lung CT scan. So um, they picked up something on my left breast in the lung CT scan. Um, I think I was very lucky and very blessed because normally radiologists would just focus on the lungs. Mm. But this guy, I don't know why, he glanced to my left chest. And then he said, there's some calcifications. And then one thing led to another. I think it was about a week later. I was April the 8th. And then I got diagnosed with her two breast cancer. Okay. Yeah. And what did you have to go through? Like what kind of, in a nutshell, right? Mm. What, because we want to really talk about the emotional healing yeah. side. Yeah. So in a nutshell, what kind of like therapy did you like, go through? How long did that take? Okay, so April 8th, I found out April 9th, I watered into Glenagos to okay. await my mastectomy and a reconstruction surgery. There was no way they could save my left breast. It had to go already. So that was the first step. Um, couldn't have, didn't have time to process it. It was just too fast and too quick. Of course. Well, how long did you say the period was between finding out and then the surgery? Uh, four days. So, oh, oh my God. God. Oh, April 8th, I Sorry, that just sank in. Yeah, like the, yeah so April 8th, Monday, I found out. Uh, April 9th, evening, I watered into Daniels. And then they had to prep my lungs for surgery. Shit. So, April 12th, Friday was my mastectomy. So oh, I was worried to the OT. I don't even think you have time to process emotionally. I didn't have it. I was just crying. I was like, why is life so unfit, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, I can be emotional when people tell me this. No, no, no. Um, don't, don't, 
Yeah, it's wrong. Like, you, you know, I did. I did. You know, I was a good person. I did good things, right? But why did this have to happen to me? Later on, let's get into it. Something to talk about when it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But please cry. Yeah. Okay. Cry for television. So after I did the mastectomy, I stayed in hospital for another two weeks. They had two drains coming out to collect like a lot of juice from inside. Um, after that, another two weeks post uh, leaving the hospital, I was set to do my chemo. They gave me a choice. You can do chemo or you don't do chemo. You do chemo, there was a percentage they told me that if I did chemo, it was a higher percent chance of full recovery. And obviously the first thing that went through my head was, shit, I'm going to lose my hair, right? Like, I had really long, like, luscious curls. And I was like, but I, I don't think I want to do it. And then the, all my doctors that were with me, my asthma doctor, my breast surgeon, my plastic surgeon, my oncologist, they were like, do it. You're still young. You're still very fit. Your body can handle the drugs. So I sucked it up and I did four rounds of chemo. And then after the four rounds of chemo, I proceeded on to do 13 uh, Herceptin jabs to my thigh. So that was about one jab every three weeks. Uh, it was called immunotherapy. And then after that, I finished my cancer treatment. So I just finished it when circuit breaker started. So this start was when you said 2018? So I was diagnosed April 8th, just last year, 2019. Oh, in 2019? Mm-hmm. So it was like about a year? Yes, about, about a year. year. Yeah, it's about the year. treatment. So to let you guys know as well, my dad has prostate cancer, stage one. Um, he's also cured. Uh, I found out, I think, two something years ago in January. And uh, it was hard because he's my rock. And see, I'm getting emotional as normal. Yeah. I'm trying to like hold it's it. It's okay, in. take your time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so um, why I wanted to do this is also to let people know as the breast cancer, as a cancer patient survivor, and as the person who loves someone who has it, mm. it's different, right? I feel like fighting tears. It's okay. It's the first part. you told me just now. It is love, but I also feel like. I don't want to talk with like a lump in my throat. So it's different, but it's also a journey that I think that two people take together for the greater good, for the better, the betterment of another person. It's either yourself or someone you love, yeah, right? Of course. This is the real reason why I'm crying because actually, Charlene and I scheduled this interview for next Wednesday. Yeah. And due to like um, our deadline constraints, mm. Or rather, my deadline constraints. She very graciously agreed to do it, like the okay. next day. I, I literally called her last you night. Friday. 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 So two days later, and I hadn't looked at the dates. And when I had saw, uh, when I looked at the dates, and I didn't even tell her this. When I was in the year I was turning twenty, one of my best friends, his name is Simon. His birthday is today, twenty seventh uh, September. He was diagnosed with leukemia when we were 19, three days before his birthday, which was three days ago, when I was 19, which is a very long time ago. And um, four months later, he passed on in January 17th. So when he had turned 21 that year, you know, he was just in army, like didn't know anything, like young, had Young, yeah. doing it, just finished poly, went into army, like had to be helicoptered out, yeah. he had cancer, thought he was in remission. Yeah. And then it just hit him back another month later. So yeah. obviously this cancer thing is quite scary in that sense. You can be a survivor and you can also be told you're a survivor and then you can lose your you life. You can relapse again, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. So there's that scary side of it as yeah. well. And that's where I wanted to also tell you there's no such thing as fair or not fair. I feel like cancer is a thing that, or maybe even natural calamities are just a thing that just happens. It's just life. And this is something that if I were a life coach, I would preach it all the time. All of us go through up and downs. Right. Yeah, of course you do. So I'm just a bit on no, no, no. Like it's um, fine. Um, I think it took me a long time to actually come to terms that it wasn't because it wasn't targeted. It wasn't targeted at me specifically. But I also yeah. understand that being in that position, like I've been through a lot of emotional trauma in my life. Yes. Um, cancer twice, right? Uh, three times. My auntie was had it once. Yeah. Oh, four. Yeah. Another auntie was had it. Yeah. So, um, we'll get into emotional healing yeah. part later. Yeah. But um. It is quite common, yeah. Um, and and in having to go through it many times on the person on the sideline, uh, to be supportive and to be there for that, to be there for the person, yes, it's really not easy. Yeah, it's not. And cannot I can't even imagine being you, right, or being that strong or having to because yours was really like, you know. Yeah, I think that there's no time to react. That there's yeah. more of, you know, like thinking. Okay, how would I be a woman? With an implant on my left boob. I did not choose to do a boob job, right? And I mean, that also kind of impacted me on the way I, th- I think about how would I want to date in the future? Mm-hmm. How would that guy actually perceive me as a person? I think that that's um, what I hate about the human condition is yeah. that we second guess ourselves. We yeah. are our worst yeah. critic, yes, and you will always be a worst critic. Yeah. And when you say that, and as if I were your friend, and I mean, as sitting next to you right now, what I would say to you is that that's fucking bullshit. Because let me tell you, when my father, my child left me, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 32, I'm, I have a kid, like, you know, I'm not young, you know, I'm not going to be desirable, no, no man yeah. want me. That's what I thought, right? So yeah. I'm like, fuck, fuck dating, like, like. Yeah. But then I, I met someone who was, who loved me for who I am, truly wholeheartedly for yeah. the person that I was, yeah. and I accepted my child to that, and I felt like that was true love. Yeah. So no, I feel okay. like it's just like the devil inside us yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Do not discount yourself for who you are. Yes. Who no. you are comes from the devil. Right. So I did be by stopping on Tinder and everything, but when I tell from Birdie that I got the cancer before, they just disappear. That's what I mean. So I yeah. say like, I'm not saying that everyone is real. Right. But the ones that, you know, follow up actually respect me for whatever trauma that I went through. Yeah, of course. And so then where, where I am now in my life, I've come a really long way. Yeah. yeah. And if that person, whenever you find that person, how old are you this year? Don't mind me asking. What's I say? <laughs> okay, I'm 30 something. <laughs> 30 something, uh. I'm 36. And to me, okay, right I'm older now, than right? you. Okay, right now, right? <laughs> where I am in life is that I'm very happy. Yes. Where I stand. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to get here because I've yeah. been single for like, what, seven to eight years. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, definitely we sometimes miss like the one-on-one contact and this of and that. And I do think about like, oh my God, like, you know, I, I do have the page, she's six. Yeah. You know, like, how am I going to find another person and all that? But like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's going to be fine. Yeah, it is going to be fine. I think now it's more of like, you know, holding, going through the whole cancer journey and being single the whole time. But I'm happy now. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm happy now. But those were your concerns. Yeah. Those were my like, concerns. And I feel like you brought it up to talk about it because then I think that it could help other people yeah. that are going through yeah. chemo yeah. or radiotherapy or any form of um, cancer treatment and understand that it will be fine. It will but be okay. It's here. Yeah, and don't is. let don't let your mind eat you up and make you a bad person, undesirable, ugly, and all those things. Those things yeah. that are not true 
unless you believe them to be true. Correct. I think that's also why I did this brief essentials call and also the launch campaign is called You Are Always Beautiful because I think I questioned what beauty was to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I questioned what beauty was to me. Um, but I met a lot of cancer survivors who I call my boob sisters and they are living exceptionally wonderful lives. They are happy. You know, you cannot tell that they have had cancer before. They are beautiful. And I think my definition of beauty has changed. Yep. Um, since having cancer, that beauty meant that a woman was strong. Beauty was yep. about showing off your delicate side. Right? Yep. Beauty was all about strength too as well. It's about being vulnerable and confident. Yes, at the, the same, same time. time. Like, yeah. 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 Okay, wait. Before we continue digressing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> the this okay. happens question one, question one, did we do it? We did it How already. we found out and what you had to go through before yeah. you cancer free. Okay. So actually, no, no, we're actually on the way. Okay, I'm fine. Yeah. So, actually, <laughs> so your emotional battle and the support that you received. Yeah. So, um, so basically, oh, we actually flowed into it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, did. Because because I knew that, yeah, I want to really talk about the whole emotional battle. Yes. I think there were a lot of other things that were eating me up inside, more of like... You know, finances. Mm, um, I mean, the good thing was I had insurance. I went into a private hospital in Midland Eagle, so things were really fast. Um, I would say that I'm very privileged and very blessed um, to have a family that supported me throughout my whole journey. Of course. But I think it, what was I was very grateful was I was doing chemo, my second round of chemo. And then this lady suddenly sits herself next to me and I thought that she was an insurance agent because she had the whole insurance agent vibe. And then when she started talking to me, I realized that she actually was uh, from the Best Cancer Foundation and she was actually a cancer supporter. So when I was talking to her some more, she was actually a cancer survivor of breast cancer. I think she's about 15 years in remission. So she got it when she was very young. She was like 29 when she got it. And she was one of like my parties that actually saw me through my whole journey. Because I think that yes, family and friends can help so much. They can tell you, you know, you can you can do it, be strong. But you you've know. never walked in someone's yes. shoes. You've never been in those shoes. You don't know what trauma comes with it. Mm. You don't know what feelings or what insecurities come with it too yeah, as well. Um, so, you know, my, my, my big sister who is called Kelly, she was the one that actually helped me through my whole journey. And through that, through her, I met a lot more people who were going through breast cancer or who had just completed their cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually grew a lot closer to this group of girls mm -hmm. uh, who are around my age, 30, early 30s. Um, and they also go through the same insecurities as me. So we kind of like tell each other or encourage each other that it's okay, you know, take our time recover and then if there's somebody out there first then okay if not then it's fine you know we're happy the way we are yes you know we've got so many things going on in our lives yes. you know time is very precious to us yes um and just live life to the fullest and be happy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i fully agree with that and once again like so from the patient to the silent person, right? So having to watch my friend at that time, at that young age, yeah. was also the same question, why is, why is life so unfair? Yeah. Because he's so young. Mm. We were so young. Mm. And within four months, he was gone. Mm. And um, it's very odd to me that uh, it, I, it, we're doing this on his birthday. And imagine, I'm 36. Yeah. I was 19 when this happened. It never left me. I don't think it ever leaves you knowing that someone you love or cared for 
Mm. had to go in such a manner that like, you see that life deteriorating in front of your eyes. I think that's very traumatic for you as well. It was very traumatic. Um, you know, like his skin had turned yellow and it became skinny and he yeah. lost his eyebrows, yeah. lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. He lost his life and birth. And I uh, this this thing is like on his deathbed, like you get to go say bye, right? Mm. I held his hand and I whispered, I said like, I will always keep you. You know, I hope you go to a better place. And he was in a coma, but like there were tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah. It was like literally like watching a movie, you know. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't leave you. Um, and for him, he was very young and like, we were all very young. I didn't know what to say. I was just at the hospital every day. Yeah. And that was my idea of support. Yeah. Which is great. You know, it was great. And going, moving along that line up when my auntie had cancer, and then another auntie had cancer, I mean, that my aunties, I don't know, like, it's not, I guess I was also quite young. It wasn't my place to give that yeah. one to one person's yeah. support. Um, no, I really know what you went through. So. Yeah. And then my, when my dad had it, I was with my world broke because um, he's the most important person in my life outside of my daughter. Um, but thankfully, my father is very diligent when it comes to, to doctor checkups and all this. Yeah, which is why they which found is out. Right. Yeah, which, which is, is why really, they really found out when yeah. he was stage one. Yeah. Like you, he went in for a different kind of uh, checkup. And um, just found out, and then like obviously he's very diligent about. It. He went to like radiotherapy. He removed hormones in his prostate and. Um, so it was the same as you. About one year later, the cancer marker went down really, really low. Yeah. Um, and now he has diabetes, which is a <laughs> so he has to step one life like that. Once in one after another, it never stops. <laughs> but that's what life is, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and then fast forward to I think um, was it last year? One of my best friends was diagnosed with colon cancer, mm -hmm. and um, she has a young child. Yeah. I'm very, very close to her, and uh, she's an amazing mom. And uh, she's a great husband, I love them so much. And it hurt me because they were really good people. Like you say, you know, every time it happens, you ask yourself, why these people? You know, they're good people. Yeah. And why is it happening when they are such a young age, right? Yeah. When at that time, right? How yeah. they being happy in the I mean, it's not fair, like, you're 60 years old, yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that, but like, I empathize more with. Yeah. You know, with you, I know what I know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. So having gone through that, so then to be by her side, what I realized about this as emotional support is this as well. She told me one in five people have cancer step, and actually Charlie told me now it's two in five, almost two, in almost five. two in five people. Almost so five. when you walk past a group of five people, now we're going to a group of five to say right? It's like that. You think they're like, oh, maybe you correct exactly. So <laughs> people in your group or on the street either have it or survived it. Yeah. Right. Um, or has the cancer gene. Or has the cancer gene and don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. So she said to me this when she saw me. She said, Steph. It's not about why me, it's about why not me. Mm. Because the, 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 the ratio is just so, the percentage, the, the chance to get yeah, it is so the high. Is very high now. And then she said to me, so when I found out my world was shaking and her husband was a rock, and she leaned on that rock, and now all she does is positive things. She changed her lifestyle to be um, vegan on Mondays to Fridays, and then Saturday to Sunday, so evening, like, they, they work out. Basically, so when you see a friend who's going through this, 
be this strong about it. Mm. There is no way I go like, oh, why her? Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, no, don't take it away from me. Like, yeah. your life is unfair. Yeah. No. It's about, yes, you do you. Yeah. But on the side, I'm going to support you. Yeah. And I will celebrate every milestone. I will celebrate with every milestone with you because you're doing this so strong. Same with my dad. He wasn't like, I'm going to die, stand, let me go right out my will right now. <laughs> no, like, definitely he was afraid that something was happening. Of course. adjust his will. Yeah. Added my daughter yeah. to it, stuff like yeah. that. But at the same time, diligent with the doctor, like checked up, told me every yeah. step, every single thing that he was going to do, fought every step of the way. There are success stories. Yeah. You are going to find out that you have cancer or if you're going through it right now, don't think that it's the end. And I think that people are very scared to find out. Yeah. You know, and I know of girls who find a lump in their breast and they go, oh, what if it's cancer? And then they just don't see the doctor at all. Oh my. And then when they actually see the doctor, it's a bit late. It's too late already. It's like a late stage and they're like, okay, you know, what if I had done that earlier? But I'm like, so don't do what ifs. Yeah. So, um, there are all kinds of cancer, all kinds. So, for the best, yes, if you feel lumps. But like, you, you didn't even notice I didn't, didn't see any of us. But when they did the mammogram and the ultrasound, they found six lumps in my boob. Oh, my. So, my mother, I was like, obviously, you don't fondle yourself. <laughs> obviously, she doesn't. No, yeah, but when I I was like, it both in size, That's what she said. Very no, but like, you know, I couldn't feel the lump too as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they could be quite small. Sometimes yeah. they could be, I don't in know. In a weird place yeah. that you can't feel it. Yeah. So, so um, you do your checkups regularly. Yeah. I would say go to your gynae, go yeah. to, you know. You know, like, listen to your body. Like, if you feel something is wrong, you know, go and seek help. Yeah. You know. And if you find out you have cancer, please reach out to, do you know any, like, a hotline or email or somewhere they can call if they need, like, coaches and stuff because I saw on the website. Yeah, so for me, I actually connect cancer survivors or even cancer patients with cancer coaches and cancer supporters. Yeah. Um, I guess you can reach out to Brief Essentials. Yeah. Um, if not, I think if I'm not wrong, certain hospitals do have that cancer support program as well. Okay. Yeah. Because like she said, I think this is very important. As mm. a sideline people, we can give our love and support. It's like maybe we say the wrong things. Maybe yeah. it's not. Every individual is different. Some people don't want to hear, be strong, be strong. Some people want to be coddled and, and, and like, yeah. and cry their hearts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, we may not say the right things. And I also feel like as the patient, sometimes you may not even trust what I say because like she said just now, like you haven't been in my shoes, you wouldn't really yeah. know. So um, it would be best, I would say, to reach out to someone who has had it before, mm-hmm. and then you guys, you guys, no, no, that's long term. Then you can, you know, probably learn it from someone who has been through it. Yeah, and I think the person who is with you, or the huge pillar of support that actually really knows you is like what you said, somebody that has been in your shoes before. Yeah. Um, so she also really would know how to support you the right way. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes people have comments that they think that it's positive, but actually it turns out the other way around. Um, so yeah, I think a cancer supporter is very important. Yes, and then I think as family and friends, what you can do is just show love. Not excessively. Yeah. Not like, no, like oh my god, yeah, yeah. every but single yeah, day, yeah. like, oh, how are you? Oh, how are you? Not like that. Yeah, like, also, not like that. Be, have some EQ and also react to how that person is. Maybe they need some quiet time. Yeah. Check in on them once a week. Yeah. And let them know, okay, you know what? How about you reach out to me anytime if you yeah. need. Yeah. I think the more. three words, are you okay? Or how are you? I don't like the are you okay thing though. Like when, when, when my daughter's dad had left me yeah. and I was in an emotional 
like spiral it was really bad i hated it when people are telling you obviously i'm not fucking okay but what am i gonna say so what did you expect them to say to you i just wanted to be alone to be honest okay when i was ready to come out of that little sh- like nutshell that yeah. i was in yeah then i would reach out to people but when a lot of people was trying to reach out to me i understand that they loved me but and i was just not in the headspace to be like Yes, yeah, this is what happened to me. I just yeah. couldn't at that yeah. time. It was the wrong headspace, and I didn't want to lash out at people because I know it's coming from a place of love. Yeah. So I basically cut everyone off. Okay. That's basically how I, do. I know it's not a great way to deal with No, trauma, but we all have our own ways of dealing with things, right? And is that so what you want? Yeah, it's trauma. Like, I just cut people off for a period of time and then when I'm ready I will come back and say like hey I'm sorry I just really needed that space to be alone mm-hmm. it was dealing with him leaving and you know that, oh, other things that my daughter who is still at the point of time a toddler yeah um, you know and like dealing with family who yeah. didn't know and it was just too much going on and yeah. plus the friends coming in to give love is just like it's too overwhelming it's very very, very overwhelming. overwhelming um so I mean my friends thankfully and um, I'm telling you this, people who will be offense forever will not judge you for having to take time for yourself. I think it's very important, like self-care, yeah. self-care self-mental awareness and all that yeah, stuff. Of course. So um, the ones who say, why you like that, that, I mean, they're not really offense. You can cut them off. You can quit me on that. Cut <laughs> out the people who are not real in your life. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Some people are there for white noise and gossip. So, you know what I mean? No, I completely get you. And I think that with cancer, cancer changed me. So, I got it. I'm just, I'm not trying to touch her. Boots, so, but, um, this is my Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the sound to be good because I've had so many viewers message me about podcasts that have bad sound. Okay. I, that's why I did like 15 mic tests just now. So okay, okay, yeah, we did, we did many mic tests. So I think cancer changed me in the sense that I did not have to always be somebody that was accommodating to everyone. Mm-hmm. I used to be this person that was a yes, 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 I'll help you, you know. But after cancer, it was more like, no. You know, I had this courage and strength to say, no. You can be a yes man, but yes to the people who you love and you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I used to be exactly yeah. the same as well. And then like, I try not to, I block out negative people. Yes, you know, like I did some, that as well. Somebody can just WhatsApp me, but I'm like, yeah, you know, sorry. <laughs> not, you know, like, you I don't need to read. I can press under the vanity. Okay, <laughs> on a feet. Yeah. <laughs> I put a cross on my mouth. <laughs> I put a cross on your leg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think this really helped me to eliminate all this toxicness in my life. Mm. Um, and I think I've, I'm a lot of happier person. Mm. Uh, I treasure time a lot. Mm. Um, if I make full use of my time too. Yeah, I want to be productive. Mm. Um, but I think for me, if I, let's say somebody doesn't show up or cancel something last minute, I'm like, okay, fine, but I, I just move on and do another thing. Now. I mean, yeah, I've got so many things going on. Mm. Like, if you don't believe me, then that's your own problem. Yeah. <laughs> right? Life still goes on. I agree. So, to move on to our next point, then, number three, um, healing emotionally. Mm. Um, this is something she advocates for yeah so i don't really advocate for check your boobs check your boobs not because i don't believe in that because a lot of people do that already she advocates for um emotional healing yeah emotional to talk a little bit about that like um like she was briefly on the phone call the other day that we had that um it's not just about okay now you can simply okay bye wow you're lucky you you know you just like yeah, <laughs> you know, okay, so outside of that sudden cancer diagnosis and then the treatment for one year and then surviving it, yeah. outside of that, let's talk about your healing. Yeah, I think 
Okay, so when we've tested, they came to two kinds of trauma, physical trauma and the emotional trauma. The physical trauma, I think it was a lot easier to handle. It was just pain, it was just a lot physio, you know, but I think more of the emotional was coming to terms with this new body. Um, and also thinking about, you know, how would life be after that? Would life still be very, very normal? I don't know, I had all these questions in my head because in my family or in my social circle, I did not know somebody personally that had cancer before mm -hmm. around my age. So there's a lot of these questions mm -hmm. and also more about feeling whole again. You know, mm -hmm. questioning yourself, do I feel whole after removing this left group? Like the trauma that, I think, yeah, the trauma that, 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 that you receive or that you get is something that really takes time to get over it and mm -hmm. come to terms with. And definitely there'll be a little bit of PTSD there. Yes, you know. Um, I think obviously I did. I had a therapist with me that actually was with me in my journey too as well. She always checked in on me because I had her before I had cancer as well. I had some issues that I had to work on, um, and then she was always checking on me to make sure that I was okay, um, talking to me, telling me that it was okay to not be okay. It was okay. the Korean drama. Is no, 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 no. I never watched that drama before. Okay? <laughs> it's very good. I like. It. <laughs> You know, it's always that if you're tired, just rest. You know, nobody's going to fault you. Yep. Um, but me being me and me being a go-getter, I want to be productive. Uh, I would still do a lot of things and then come back and then I'll just pass out because I would just be so tired. Um, and obviously with cancer supporters around me, they help me also cope emotionally. Like, am I fully healed with my cancer cells and body? I have zero cancer cells, but in terms of the whole emotional trauma, I'm still working on it. Okay, so I want to bring everyone down to this um, stoic philosophy thing. I've been talking about stoic philosophy. I talk about it all the time. There is no such thing as good and bad things that happen to us. Okay. There is just things. Okay. It's okay. just life. Good and bad things that happen, like if you won the lottery and you're happy and, and if, if, if not, you're sad, that kind of thing. It's put about by your mind. Mm. It's put about by society. Right? Essentially, life every day is just life. And things happen, they're just things. Therefore, everything is normal and everything is abnormal. Yeah. You get it? I'm not trying to be Confucius here. Okay. But, of course, like, if there's a serial murder out there and he's killing people, that's bad. Yeah, that's like, bad. Action, yeah. right? But things that happen to you, like these things that we cannot control, basically things that you cannot control that happen to you, um, like COVID, right? Mm. Like, um, then your business has to fail, right? This one thing led to another. It's like, why me? It's not why me. It's not a bad thing that happened. Yo, this is just life. If you saw it as, okay, this is just life and these are things that happen, yeah. don't you think it would eliminate so much emotional trauma from us? Because yeah. you would just accept it and deal with it yeah. the best way. Yeah, have. of course. Yeah. So, my advice to you as an outsider, random person, is not to ignore those emotions because I have gone through a lot of emotional trauma with the guy leaving this, that, blah, blah, blah. Um, losing someone I loved a lot uh, because of that trauma. Because, like what she said, right, there is emotional distress even after you heal. So, even after the, the father of my child had left me and it was like two years later I managed to fall in love, I didn't realize, I thought, okay, I'm so ready for love, it's been two years, right? I didn't realize that the PTSD that he had left me was here. It's still lingering. Right? Yes. It's still lingering. So because yeah. of that, it made me fuck up my own relationship, which was actually very healthy and very happy. Mm. And I let him go. So you see, like, whatever she's saying is very emotional distress, right? But if I had that philosophy, then I don't regret anything now. This is also another thing that you shouldn't do. If you are so present in what you're doing right now, yeah. 
like what she says, like you make full use of your time, you're so present with it. Even if you choose to lie in bed and do nothing, that time is still not wasted. There's no wasted time. Then you will never regret because you're working towards your future. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you won't look back and regret because you cherish every moment. So therefore, what I would say is take your time and even if you're lying down and being sad, it's still good time mm. but it's not wasted it's, there's mm. no good or bad there's yeah. no good or bad way to deal with it but the end goal should be to live life the best way possible yeah. that's what we're all going for yeah, whether course. or not we fall in love whether or not whatever happiness is the goal of course yeah. Right? Yeah. so just to be happy in life yes I'm hoping that in talking about this the, the big message here is for people who are going through cancer first and foremost the ones who have healed and going through emotional distress understand you're not alone yeah Right? And not just alone. I mean, cancer is a physical um, yeah. ailment. But even for people like me, sort of like me, with people left you, or just emotional distress, I mean, PTSD is PTSD. That's what basically we're talking about. Yes. The emotional side, you have to find your own rock in life to move forward and heal. Some kind of rock, some kind of. For me, it was philosophy, reading it and understanding it, trying to apply it to my life. I truly believe has helped me be a better person, happier person. Mm. Um, more logical person so um, do you have any advice for people like on or tips I wouldn't say advice it's not really okay, advice tips. but like mm, okay so I did a cancer gene test mm. when I was just about to go for my mastectomy yeah. to find out what other cancer genes I had then I do encourage people to go for that cancer gene test yes it might open a can of worms but at least you roughly know what you have, or maybe even what your kid might have, yeah. um, and you can prepare yourself for the worst. For me, it was, I had zero cancer genes, so I did not have the BRCA gene, which is the breast cancer gene. My gene had mutated, and then it started going crazy, and oh, she's an X-Men. I would say, my cancer so Cancer doesn't discriminate. No. Yeah, it comes at you whether you're rich or poor, ugly or beautiful. Just like coronavirus. Yes, and if it happens, it just happens, you yeah. know. Don't disease, disease in general. Yeah, like don't fault yourself for it, but no. quickly go for it. Don't fault life yeah. as well. Yeah, think. go seek help. I think for cancer, it's a very wide researched. Um, yeah, lucky for us in this day. And we are in Singapore. Um, we've got the best medical care facility. Yep, we do. Um, we eat breast cancer, prostate, colon, they are widely researched, you yeah. know, and, and chances of recovery are really very, very high. Yep. My life is still very normal after cancer. <laughs> I feel like we say that. Very, very normal. Um, and my life is actually even more beautiful than it was before. Yeah, it's a way of seeing. It's a way of seeing things, yeah. When you have been through any kind of trauma in your life, I think that life becomes even more beautiful. And if it was always a piece of pie, which is great for some people who always have a piece of like it's always a piece of pie, then good for you as well. Yeah. But um, if you're going through stuff like cancer or any kind of disease or pain, yes, just know that pain, as with happiness, is temporary. Yeah. Only if you wish it to be. Yes. It's all about our mindset. I'm proud of you, as someone who doesn't know you, I just met you today. Of what you've been through, what you've gone through. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of my sentence because of what you're ongoing, what you're facing mm. ongoing. 
to be happy. Yes. And that you didn't give him the, give the white card and like, the, you know, flag the towel. No. I'm not going to dress up anymore. I'm not going to. You know, no, I still dressed up. You yeah. know, I still put on nice clothes. You know, yeah. I wanted to look good because I didn't want to look sick when I was having cancer. And I think this, this doesn't go for me, but I speak for other people who are going through cancer as well, that they wanted to be treated normally mm. and they wanted to look good for themselves, right? Yes. You know, that's how I feel good, feel good right? Yeah. And if you're positive in life or you're having a positive attitude, positive things will happen to you. Yep. Um, I 100% agree with that because this happened as well. Mm. So just what happened like that. Stars align, universe, I don't know, energy, whatever it is, you put it out there, you try your best to be positive, and even if bad things happen, like I said, I don't label anymore, they're just things, darlings. Yeah. You know, like don't don't make it a good or bad thing, just deal with it, but know that the good things are also come. Yes. You know, but, you know, something that happens to me, I normally would recalibrate. And then start again. Yeah. You know, it's not about, oh my god, I think, well, no, I think you need to take a step back and evaluate and recalibrate yeah. and not be sad and then move forward. Correct. I agree. I thank her so much for doing this today. I thank, I thank you so much for falling on my lap. To be honest, I was really scared that my email would go into junk. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't get that many emails. Guys, can email me. Um, I yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, don't email me like your whole life. Like, but you can email me. I'll respond. Not that popular. And I'm very thankful. My friends who actually tell me like, whatever you choose in life, whatever path you take right now, as long as you're happy, Steph, I'm gonna support you. Yeah. I think that is the most supportive kind of friendship you can have. Yes. Of course. of course, if I suddenly start doing like serial killer, yeah, if I start being serial killer, do drugs, hey, please don't support me, friends. Yeah, do do that. That's all. But <laughs> you support the right thing as well out there. If you're like for me, the sideline person, emotional support, but not emotionally supporting addicts. That's yeah. something that I will not advocate like yeah. at all. Gambling, drugs, no. Um, yeah, I was mm. not okay with those two things because those two things happen to be in my life as well. Mm. Mine too as well. Fight, yeah. yeah, I have to fight that of people who are like that. And it's really, really not easy, but that's another it's very topic. Tiring. Yeah. Another topic yeah, for another time because I can go into it for yeah. a very long time. Um, but I truly thank Charlie for doing this today, for randomly sending me that email. It wasn't random, but um, if you want to reach out to anyone, a long lost person, a long lost friend, a long lost parent, a long lost relative, or someone who has you've fought with whatever and, and you think that it's time to reconsult, it's my advice. Reach out because life is short. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. It also doesn't hurt to do a good thing or no. a good deed to somebody. You know. Speaking of good deeds, um, if you have the spare cash and if you like bags, please go auction that. Please go auction for the Bottega um, bag launched by DSM that will be on catlifestyle.com on the 7th of October mm -hmm. and um, all proceeds will go to Breast Cancer Foundation and I would love to know do you know where the donations go? Do they go to directly to the patients? Um, so they go to a variety of things obviously it goes to running the Breast Cancer Foundation that's number one number two Breast Cancer Foundation also has a WIC loan program oh nice yeah so um, you know there are a lot of women or females out there uh, that you know may or may not have enough finances to buy a wig because wigs are actually really expensive yes, yeah. so breast cancer BCF they actually do that they loan out uh, wigs to BCF not BCM I know what you're thinking but on me <laughs> BCF <laughs> um, and also certain outreach programs that they have um, we also do 
have a lot of classes like uh, I think now it's all online Zoom like belly dancing, K-pop, just to keep us active. Yes. You know. Amazing. Yeah. So I think that's really really good for for BC. Like, you know, like we can't live, we can't save the whole world. Yeah. But a little goes a long way. Yes. You know, and somebody can benefit from it. Yes. Um, I think now BCS are sending out like COVID care packs as well to uh, breast cancer patients. You know, I think the pack obviously the donations will go to, to that too as well. Um, help a friend, help a person uh, by doing this if you have spare cash to do so. And if you even if you don't have an X amount of spare cash, you can still donate to BCS. Yeah. Um, whatever amount. Or buy a breast cancer foundation pin, you know. Yeah, buy a breast cancer yeah, foundation pin. Yeah, a few dollars, two or three dollars. Yeah. A little, a little really goes a long way. Yeah. And thank you for listening to us today. I think this has been the most tearful episode ever. Yeah, man, that's the best interview or podcast I've done last time. So <laughs> yeah, I've never been. But, and I hardly even know how. I, I didn't don't really even know how. I know, I don't even know how. I started an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we pounded it out immediately once we got here. <laughs> and I didn't, I mean, honestly, I thought we, I thought you, I, I thought you would definitely be crying. I didn't think that I would. I was like, I'm going to cry. I said, I'm going to cry. Because it's still quite raw to me. Like, yeah, it's still of course, new of course. Like I said, even my friend today, every 27th of September and 17th January, I take a moment by myself, I don't tell anyone or whatever, mm. but I just take a moment because, see now I thought about it, I want to cry again because, you know, life was lost. Yes. And the people who leave is the ones you leave behind that are in pain, usually. Right? Yeah, because I mean, and that's great. The, the legacy is the point. I think you say legacy, like, it's all the good things that you did. Yeah. You know, well, well, I think she was looking to have done good things, but like, so long, but just like the, 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 the friendship that we shared, yeah. I just want him to know that it was never, it, it was it was never, never forgotten. Forgotten. Yeah. forgotten. So, happy birthday, Simon. I say this every year to myself. Happy birthday, Simon. Yeah. And, um, yeah, celebrate life. Yeah, I think I have life. And even if you had someone, oh, I never spoke about this before, if you had someone had left you in your life, um, friend, relative, it doesn't matter. Mm understand that it will hurt and like PTSD you don't know how long it will take to hurt know that life can go back to normal yeah. and maybe it never will because someone left you and you love them but know that it is more important to celebrate their life than their death yeah that death comes to all of us yeah and if I died or you died I think you would want your life to be celebrated. Be remembered, but be celebrated. Yeah, I mean, I want to be remembered and celebrated for the things that I did. Correct. And the exactly. memories, the great memories I Correct. had with that person. Correct. So, I hope with that, it gives you some kind of comfort. Comfort. Yeah. And this is a virtual hug here. Give them a hug. We do like that elbow, because now got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> And thanks for listening to us today. I really thank you so much for coming down. Um, you taught me a lot as well, just letting you know in a short span of 45 minutes. Yes. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so this will always be happy, but thank you for listening. I'm not going to say that. Like, no. Thank you for listening. So I look down after. <laughs> 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 my goodness. This is like when I was on my job, I would be emotional and then laughing and then more on that. On the, yeah, I am a, a drunk guys, basically is what she's telling you. I'm the best drunk available out there. Um for your mind, the body and soul. Okay. Yeah. Okay. End it. Yeah. Um bye. Bye. Um, have a good weekend. You might be loved. Be positive and be more than you can ever dream of. <laughs>